Welcome in, everybody. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. I am your host, Austin. With me, as always, my nine-fingered friend, Ryan. What's going on, guys? Week 14's behind us. Pretty decent football um, compared to what week 13 had in store. I-, I couldn't argue with the games that we got to see. A lot of unexpected um, things happened. But uh, I guess you want to go ahead and jump right into it, or do we want to try and hit just some some news around the uh, sports we'll, world? We'll go with some news first. Um, first and foremost, rest in peace to a coach that revolutionized the way football was played. Um, anytime you see a widespread offense, uh, you know, five wide, anytime you're seeing these guys go in every direction except in the backfield, uh, that's that that's all a tip of the cap to Mike Leach. Um, so rest in peace to a great coach. Um, unfortunate. Uh, I, I did see Mississippi State is still going to play their bowl game in memory of, so that that was that's good to see. Um, but rest in peace to a a truly, I mean, I mean, revolutionary coach gone far too young. Yeah, and and you 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 still see his imprint across a lot of this game. Um, I I don't know. I I it was a story I saw, and it was a story that's been told probably hundreds of times. Um, one day in practice, Mike Leach told one of his players, he was like, "Hey, you're not playing on this team." He goes, "How?" I would like you to start looking into coaching, though. His player got pissed, left the field, came back the next day, and he goes, okay, I'm sorry, I'll give it a shot. That player is Lincoln Riley. Mike Leach was the head coach when Cliff Kingsbury had his record-breaking year at Texas Tech. He's a big inspiration behind the offense that gave us Patrick Mahomes so uh, my favorite one Oklahoma playing Texas <laughs> absolutely dropping the fake call sheet right there in the tunnel for Texas to pick up going up 17 nothing legendary absolutely legendary a, a guy that gave some of the best postgame interviews um, anywhere from wedding advice to ranking Halloween candy. And he welcomed it. He welcomed the stupid questions. Oh, he, he was an amazing human. Um, so the, the football world lost a great one today. Um, I guess speaking of losses, not of the same sense. Kyler Murray going down for the Cardinals. Um, torn ACL. Um, Get better, little guy. Unfortunately, this time we can't blame the turf. Arizona is grass, right? Um, but it's it's unfortunate to see a guy go down like that. Um, there were a few more losses. I know uh, the Niners lost a defensive back this weekend. Oh, there's like four buses rolling into the hospital. Well, well yeah, they, it's called Santa Clara. Um, there were a few more. I, I'll have to stop and think on some of the others. Those are the ones that. Are prevalent. Um, Cole Beasley uh, came out of retirement and has signed with the Bills. Um, and T.Y. Hilton has signed with the Cowboys, which I guess neither of those, you know, really do it for me. Cole, granted, Cole Beasley has. I mean, he'll he's going to have two or three big catches 
maybe per game, and it's always going to be on that third down. It, it's just it's honestly to keep Josh from running as much as he has been. Yeah, it, that's what that move is about. Um, as well as Cole wants a Super Bowl. Yeah, and this is his best opportunity. Probably, I mean, it, and obviously his last. Um. So. With that, let's get into week 13, or week 14, excuse me. Um, Thursday Night Football. Raiders, Rams, the return of the Bake Show, Bacon Out West, Celebrity Bake Off. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake if you want your crunchy on top. Soggy ass pork chops with no flavor. Shake and bake. Didn't realize we were calling out shake and bake, but okay. Um, <laughs> apologize for the uh, the cough. I had to chase my new dog around outside in the cold, and it is affecting me negatively. They don't call it the too fat to play podcast for a reason. <sighs> Turns out we're too fat to chase dogs too. Um, but man. Credit to Baker, man. He gets to the building Tuesday night. And Thursday night, he leaves a 98-yard game-winning drive. Which, I ain't gonna lie, has some pretty nice throws included in it. It very much did. He did that without a playbook. We noticed the longer he's in a system, knows the playbook, the worse he plays. Maybe. Sean McVay's like, let's not give him anything yeah you don't get that you just you, you put that down i'll tell you left or right and you go with it <laughs> they didn't look good no no that team still looked god awful but speaking of god awful the las vegas raiders the, oh first you said god awful there is no god to be found in Las Vegas, okay? He has left the building, left the chat. Any prayers that they have sent up to be a good team, they just reverted right back to, let's fucking suck. The first half of the game, it looked like the Raiders that were trying to come on to something. And then the second half... They quit throwing the ball to Devontae. <laughs> like... You know that one thing that was working really well the first half? What if we didn't do that? I know all about that way too well. Oh, yeah, same. But, like, it was like, Devontae, granted, I don't like the ca- the picture of the catch that keeps getting put out where it looks like Jalen Ramsey's blocking Devontae's face because, well, he caught it and it was in his hand long before that hand was there. Um... My new dog is trying to get into the bedroom door. He could almost fit underneath the crack. Almost. Um, but God, dude, the Raiders were that. How do you not fire McDaniel's after that? You've lost two this season. A coach with no coaching experience in his first game, <laughs> and a quarterback that showed up less than forty-eight hours prior to kickoff. That quarterback has more commercials than wins. And that's not particularly close. 
<laughs> and you've Oops. lost to the both of those instances this season. Embarrassingly. Like the Colts come out and dominated. You were w- a loss is a loss. There's good losses, there's bad losses, okay? You don't take the moral win. If you're if you're uh the Texans, you still lost. It's a good loss that the Texans had. This this is a bad loss. You were the better team. You were leading in the fourth quarter. And you're like, we're gonna pin you inside what was it, the five? Yeah, they started at the two. It was the two, yeah. What am I talking? Ninety-eight yard drive. How else could they go ninety-eight yards if they didn't start at the two? Obviously, I'm not firing on all eight cylinders tonight. Okay, nothing of mine fires on all eight cylinders. But how how can you sit there and be like, we're going to stop Baker? Yeah, just like thirty-one other teams in the league can do. Take a play out of the Panthers' book. They've done it pretty well. I mean. How in the hell do you allow him to just go downfield? And it wasn't, he wasn't dinking and dunking. He wasn't dinking and dack. All right. No, I mean, there was, there was some chunk plays. He had 15, 20 yard. He was pushing the ball downfield. He looked good. I still can't stand the guy. And now, and now he's in a city that's going to embrace that ego. Oh, you guys have already played the Rams twice, haven't you? Or have you only played yes. them once? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, God. Nick Bosa just throwing him around. Oh, God, no. Baker leading a game-winning drive against the Niners this year would have been absolutely hilarious. I'd go For you to not only lose to the Rams, but to Baker Mayfield would have been the chef's kiss on NFL football this year. I'd be playing in traffic. I almost did that earlier. Want to go to Sunday? Yeah, screw it. All right. I mean, as bad as th- Thursday night was fucking wild. Um. So, Sunday. Jets still giving the Bills fits. I know it's an eight-point game. It wins, it wins, it win. The Jets... The, the Bills don't play the Jets particularly well. That's a football team there. Um, They've got a decent quarterback again. You know, we thought coming into the season. If he's still alive. Yeah, he was supposed to have an MRI yesterday, and I haven't heard anything back. I don't think I've heard much. He might be dead. Probably. I mean, to... the guy walk was after the game walking to the oh my God, locker was... room, and after every step, you could just see how much the adrenaline was wearing off. I wouldn't be surprised if he was carried in or carted into the locker room after the cameras got off of him. It was... That last hit he took was the oh. hardest, cleanest. It was so clean. But that to... guy kicked himself in the shoulder blades over the top of his shoulders. Like, <laughs> it was bad. He got folded. And he stood in there and he delivered... I think he delivered the throw. Mm-hmm. I, you gotta give it to Mike. I... Is he the future? I don't know. But maybe you're not sold on one of these prospects this year. Somebody might give him a shot. And you have to. Yeah. I, if you're the Jets, I don't think they're stupid for rolling into next year with him. I really don't. Maybe take a guy in the second or third round that you could work with. So you're not going to be 
obviously you're you, I mean you have a winning record. You're not going to be drafting real high. Right. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do cuz there's a lot of players that, on the Jets that have been like, "Nah, I'll go to war with that guy." Mike White situation reminds me of Jimmy G. Yes. Yeah. He's not uh, he's not otherworldly talented. He's not the he might not be the best quarterback in his quarterback room. But the those guys, guys want to play with him. And, and, and that's a dangerous weapon to have. And he went he hasn't obviously with his division in the game their schedule it's brutal. But so far he's winning games. His record doesn't like I said doesn't necessarily show it. Though th- that team's in those games. They were in that game to the last drive against the Bills. Arguably, uh, I feel the Chiefs took a small step back with abysmal defensive play against the the Broncos, but the Bills have been the same Bills all season, minus their two-game skid, which you called perfectly. It's still hard to say that the Chiefs and Bills aren't the best teams in the league. The Jets, twice this season have come out and stunned the Bills. Yeah. That's a football team. They make it into the playoffs. You're probably going to win. You don't want any part of that. At the end of that week, you're bandaged up. You're not looking forward to the next week of football. Yeah. It's, man, I don't know what it is, but the the, the Jets seem to get to Josh a little. And... And I, I think you could see some of that with with some of the plays Josh was making. He was he was starting to look a little desperate. He was He was. He started pressing because that, that Jets defense I mean that Jets defense is a legitimate problem. Man, the defenses this year. All you could hear during the preseason was all these high powered offenses, what are defenses gonna do? The defenses that you have in the league the Saints, the Niners, the Jets, the Broncos defense. Um, th- these defenses are otherworldly. They're not getting the recognition that they deserve. Obviously, nobody's won the Super Bowl yet. But that's just because of where we are in the league. And as as just a society, we don't care about the defense. These defenses are mean as somebody with a very mediocre defense, God, it must be nice to have something like that. Don't get me wrong. My offense obviously makes up for a lot of things. Yeah. But those defenses are fun to watch. Um, Cincinnati rolls the shits. Browns, my bad. Um, Not much to say about that game. Uh, the Browns kept it close in the first quarter, first half. Um, and then Same. that game felt a lot wider than the 13 point score differential. Yeah. Um, but T Higgins going down was big for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he comes not just for football sake. Hopefully he's back in time for, uh, the playoffs. I, I don't remember what the injury was. Um, ain't something to do with his hamstring. Maybe I, I, that sounds about right. Um, the next game, I don't want to stay on this one very long, but we definitely have to hit it. Dallas escaping Houston. That was an Indiana Jones escape. That was 
heroics because Dak had a Dak also had a beautiful ninety eight yard drive mm-hmm. to go down and score. If you're and I can't stand the guy, but according to Skip Bayless, Cowboys fans have to feel emboldened by that win against the lowly Texans. I don't know how you feel emboldened after escaping a team that's one eleven and one. Because the first drive and the last drive were perfect. And you're you're right. Or he's right. They were. The fourteen in between, or however many they had, were god awful. You play the Eagles, the 49ers, the Saints, you're not doing that. You play the Broncos, which they're not going to outscore you, but you play the Broncos defense, you're not the Jets defense, not happening. You play some of these other defenses where the offense can play complementary football, these Cowboys are in trouble. That's all there is to it. Yeah, no, that I I walked away from the Cowboys game kind of like I feel like I walked away from the Chiefs game. Both of those teams can lose. Yeah. And I feel like there's multiple playoff teams that can beat both of those teams. Which sucks because obviously diehard Chiefs fan. But the Chiefs take the Chiefs took their foot off the break for off the gas for in the first quarter. They second, were, or second, second quarter. quarter, they were up 27 nothing. Yep. Took their foot off the gas and immediately gave up a lead. It was downright embarrassing. Maybe that, you know, strengthens them back up. I don't know. I was not a happy camper. Um, A game that both of us wanted to call one way, um, but ended up, I believe, both of us going the other way. The Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, yeah we both picked the, the, the Lions in this one. Absolutely... Wow. Embarrassing the Vikings. What? Uh, aside from Justin Jefferson, who had 11 catches for 223 yards. What a game. That was so good. How, how about the balls of... Uh, you know what? I'll bring that up later. I'll bring that one up later. No. But, I, I love... <coughs> I, I said it at the beginning of the season... For any new listeners or newish listeners, I have been high on the Jets and I've been high on the Lions. The third team I've been really high on are the Commanders, and they're a lot better than people thought, but doing worse than I expected. Um, I mean, they're still on the front without seventh seed, which is kind of where you said they'd be. But my but, man, lord, Detroit! As soon as they figure out that defense. Which is Dan Campbell's strong suit? They figured out the offense. This is a defensive-minded head coach that figured out his weak side before his strong side. I was talking about something at work earlier, and I would like to uh, run this by you. All right. Obviously, with Detroit's trade with the Rams, they own the Rams' first-round pick. I don't know if you know, if you've heard of the guy, but there's this little white t- defensive end that plays for Detroit. His name is, uh, oh shit, what was his name? Fuck. 97. Aiden Hutchison. There we go. Jesus okay, I was Christ. like, yeah, I, I know who Aiden Hutchison is. Yeah, no, his name just completely slipped my mind. I was thinking Nick of, Bosa Jr., you mean? Yeah, yeah. so the Lions are going to hold probably a top five pick. 
the NFL draft tends to be a little quarterback heavy. Right. There is a very clear option that ends up with the Detroit Lions defense having Aiden Hutchinson on one side of the defensive line and Will Anderson Jr. on the other. You do it. You're set at pass rusher for the next decade. <laughs> you do it. I will hate them too. I, I know you will. But at the end of the day on Sundays, and this is what I love watching football about you, is after whatever bullshit goes down or how... I, I feel we both are, but I definitely notice it with you. You get to sit down and you watch all these monstrosities of football players and you just get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. The talking talking football, we need to just do a Sunday afternoon episode, like in between the Sunday afternoon slate and the Sunday night game. Just a quick hitter talking about the the big plays and our favorite players from the day. Because that would be a fun, fun bonus episode to do. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, no. It we'll we'll definitely have to do that. I think uh playoff time. That might be a fun. Hey, we'll we'll try to work something in and it might be good to do that during the playoffs because obviously with my overload right. coming into that, it could be hard to get out two episodes a week. Right. Um Philadelphia just belittled the Giants. Um the Giants are 1-4 and 1 over the last 6. Uh, I think coming we, back down to earth. I, I a think we I think we found the team out of the NFC East that's not making the playoffs. Not without Brian DeBall. Brian DeBall scares me though. He he can he'll figure something out to make it a push here in the last few weeks. Yeah, that's a, he needs a quarterback. He needs a, a it's quarterback because I think they still have a game against each. They got Dallas. So I think they've got a game against Dallas, a game against Philly, and a game against the Commanders left. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for them. Um, another player that went down, uh, Tyler Huntley for the Ravens. The Ravens played most of that game with their third-string quarterback. Pittsburgh played half that game with their backup quarterback. Granted, their backup quarterback is a former number three overall pick. Um, Pittsburgh wins, or Baltimore wins 16-14. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I forgot Baltimore scored late. Yep, and I took the Steelers in that one. As did I. Obviously, uh, uh, Pickett going down uh, was was kind of the nail in the coffin for the Steelers there. Mitch Trubisky threw like three interceptions. Did not look great. No, no. He, uh, he, he didn't look like the backup in Buffalo, that's for sure. No. Um, Jacksonville. Thwomping. Wow. Tennessee. Um, I think they might have a little bit of their swagger back in Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was that growing pains for like four or five weeks from... Man, it had to have been like... Because they looked really good and then they looked really fucking bad. Yeah, like beyond second year quarterback uh, going through the paces bad. They looked awful, and then just to come out, Evan Ingram puts up 39 fantasy points, probably on somebody's bench or out on the waiver wire in most leagues. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, Trevor was spreading the ball around, 
Running backs didn't have a whole lot to do with that game. That was all Lawrence. And, man, that team, that team's showing some shit. And if they can just get consistent, that's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, next two games are ours, which are also the last two games I picked correctly this week. Um, Carolina stunning Seattle. As much as I hated seeing my win-loss record for the week drop like that, it was nice to see the Seattle Seahawks lose. I miss the old days. No, this feels right. I miss, I miss the old days. This it, feels right. It's not that now, this doesn't feel right. It's just not nearly as entertaining. Now what's going to suck is Thursday. <laughs> but um, Redemption. Um, but man, Carolina was Sam Darnold looked like a number two, three overall pick. He 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 went wild on him. <laughs> He's <laughs> what is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, he might be the most amazing firecracker starter. Because <laughs> you know it's not gonna last. No, not at all. But it's going to make a pretty explosion. But that Sam Darnold is why he was projected to go number one overall. That Sam Darnold right there was why there was no doubt in anybody's mind up until 15 minutes before the draft when the Browns were like, we're going to fuck this up, guys. I mean... I'm not saying Sam would have been better. All I'm saying is that one of them... It's still on the on the team that traded for him. But they both got a win this week. <laughs> what is the parody that we call the NFL? <laughs> they both got a win this week. <laughs> oh. And and they're both still doing better than Josh Rosen. <laughs> um, I don't even think he's on a roster. I don't think he's on a practice squad. I don't think so. Um Sunday Night Football. Chargers, Dolphins. I think this kind of... It doesn't settle the Tua-Justin debate that everybody likes to have. Personally, I've never understood that debate. I I watch Justin Herbert play. I've watched Tua play. They're both great in their own sense. I look at one of them and go, Wow, he's like 6'8". 230 and has a cannon. The other guy's like six foot, has a mediocre arm, and isn't very fast, but makes halfway good decisions. Justin Herbert was the better quarterback on the worst team. Between the two, I feel the Chargers didn't have the better team, but he came out and, I mean, when you have a guy like Emmanuel Acho who is very loudmouth, and I love listening to Emmanuel Acho. He's actually very great with motivational speaking. He hated Justin Herbert. When he has a public apology Monday on Speak, you know you did something right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I thought it was wild when I first saw it, but I've kind of 
looked at what he was saying as a total point as opposed to just the microcosm no, of his yes not the um the social and, media quarterback I, I, yeah i i mean i i see what he's talking about i mean i, I get see it. it he's right i still feel that he's no. i don't know there's something about justin justin herbert's got that dog he's he's got a lot of ability he's also got an o and o playoff record and th- granted they're tied for the seven seed right now because of a f c uh win percentage New England's got it, but I mean I don't trust the chargers to win out oh I don't either so but you and I can both look at that play calling i yeah I blame part of it on the coach but if he is what we're told he is, I feel like he should elevate a little past that. I, I get what you're saying, and I can't think of another instance in football where a quarterback's... Derek Carr's a better quarterback than their record. Shouldn't he be able to elevate them past Mike McDaniels? Russell Wilson, he's playing like dog shit. He actually played halfway decent this year. Nathaniel Hackett, you're you're what what is it? I get what you're saying. I do. But there's also... other quarterbacks that we don't hold that same that same standard to. I mean So Okay, so is Jimmy Garoppolo the reason the Niners have been to the Super Bowls, or is it Kyle Shanahan? Because Kyle Shanahan only has a uh, like nine wins in his career without Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that, that's a combination thing. I, I I legitimately think I know I I get what you're saying, but you take again, Justin Herbert out of you throw Justin Herbert in New York with the New York Jets with the defensive minded coach. He's got a defensive-minded coach. His coach fucking sucks. His talent doesn't suck. But when you have no scheme, when you have no actual playbook, he's out there with a Madden playbook going, uh, we're going to run these plays. There's no plays that are building off of each other. There's no nuance to the plays that he's calling. He looks at the defense and goes, well, according to my calculations, this play is going to work against this defense. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? I mean, Nathaniel Hackett can't do it with Russell Wilson. Russ has played bad. i say Russ has also been absolutely atrocious this year. But, I don't know. I feel like Joe Lombardi's a better OC than what you're giving him credit for. I mean, he's had decent offenses in the past. I don't know. I just so is Greg Roman. Yeah, it's fair. Lamar Jackson. I, Lamar's better than what his record said he was. I know he's hurt right now, and I'm not blaming that one necessarily on John Harbaugh. But when you look at the coaching around him, he's not getting any support. He's being told go out there make the plays. But I feel like the Ravens' offense with Lamar doesn't work unless Lamar is told to go make the plays. Because Lamar doesn't make Lamar's not a good enough thrower of the football. He's not 
he's not dynamic enough. Yes, he is a dy- dynamic no, no, throw of the football. I, I, I see there, but they, they've bought into that so much that Greg Roman's like, fuck it, we ain't, we ain't got to give you anything. Well, no, they've absolutely let him down in the receiving so, department. I, but then again, they have... Just because your offenses used to be good and have you've had good offenses 10, 15 years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, doesn't mean that your offense is viable today. Matt Patricia never had a good offense. So why is he calling one now? I'll say he was a defensive guy. <laughs> so, like, Mac Jones, I, I can't stand the guy. His fall off, a lot more due to having no offense. He's oh, yeah, that, li- that's that's bad coach, bad quarterback combination. That, that's just bad offense. Well, I mean, that's a bad quarterback looking worse. We're seeing a great quarterback... Who and and I'll, to your point, Justin Herbert doesn't. I don't know if it's a football. His football IQ is high. I don't know what it is, but he's not willing to call his own plays like Mac is. Mac, we've seen it last night. It's like fuck you. I'm calling my own shit. Yeah, I don't know. Just... But there, New England also has a scheme. It's bad. It's a bad scheme. Like high schools, middle schools, sorry. sorry. Youth flag footballs run better schemes than what the Patriots... But they have a scheme. Brandon Staley has designed this entire system to be what has the probability of giving the most yards instead of your Andy Reeds, your Kyle Shanahan's that sit there and go, we're going to take a negative two yard on this one. Because when we come back to it four drives later, we're not running the same play. There is no scheme. There is no thought process to the Chargers. So when you just stand there and you're like, ah, well, we're running a play, Justin. Um, throw it to Mike Williams. Austin Eckler seems to do pretty good without that scheme then. The running back. Okay. He's also one of the most productive backs in football. Dump off. Like, you've got a guy... Not running. Yeah, he's obviously a pass-catching back, and he has a supreme talent at that. But running the football... Doesn't go... Jesus, that little bastard's like... He's, he's on one. Trying to come through that door. But... But they're a throw-first offense. I mean, realistically, they're not. That's what their game plan, what little you can call a game plan, shows. Eckler still gets half the touches out of that offense, though. It's an always an audible out. It's always an audible out. That's Justin Herbert going, fuck, this idiot can't call a fucking play. I'm going to give it to one guy that can make somebody miss. Or he's afraid to throw the ball. Is he? If he was afraid to throw the ball, he wouldn't have the interceptions he has. Might have game-winning drives, too. I just don't see it that way. You cannot convince me that he's underperforming because of his own sheer will. I just... He's going to have to win something. 
and, and right and he's about to miss the playoffs for the third time. If he's as great as he's supposed to be, I understand he's got a shit head coach. Okay, so then why doesn't like Josh Allen have a Super Bowl? Is it because that bad coaching? It's quite easy. He's ran into a better team the last two years. Is it a better team because of talent or coaching? I don't think McDermott's that bad of a head coach. And you can't tell me his offensive scheme last year wasn't good enough to win. So was it talent or coaching? So would you take uh, he's the Patrick Mahomes? So you're saying sheer talent over coaching is what is what is stopping or what has stopped Josh Allen to this point? Yeah, because I think those two teams are quite quite level. Okay, I'll take that. The, those teams, the the difference in the playoff game last year, hell, it wasn't even Mahomes. It was Tyreek. That was the difference in the playoff game. Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Couldn't remember his last name. Mm-hmm. Talent or coaching? I think you got a damn good quarterback and a, a guy that's looked around the offense and went, yeah, well, he knows what he's doing. He was also on the hot seat two years ago. Yeah. His offensive line was also made up of air. Not that it's a lot better now, and now it's chunky air, but it's still air. Okay, so but we're making that excuse for Joe Burrow. Who's had an air offensive line, and Justin Herbert's playing with cracked cartilage, broken ribs, and um, fourth stringers, and a coach that can't fucking read a McDonald's menu. He wasn't that good with the Ellie offensive line either, and his offensive line wasn't that bad to start the season. He was sure as shit a better quarterback. Still losing. I think you look at the play calling. And I think if your quarterback is what everybody keeps trying to tell me he is, he's going to be a great quarterback, yeah. He's a pretty good stats guy. So you're saying Josh, Pat, Aaron, Tom, and that same system is like, you know what, we we can win with what we've got around here. This head coach calling plays, I can work around that. Again, your head coach isn't calling the plays. But it's his scheme, his system. Joe Lombardi, whatever. It's not a winning system. Is that because you're quarterback? How can you separate him? You're right. You're right. I can't. You're right. Bill Belichick was a shithead coach without Tom Brady. Okay. No, I'll concede to that. I said, I... Justin Herbert can make every goddamn throw on the field all day long. But we've seen too many times when he doesn't. And I think you're going he's going to have to show that he can make the throws when it matters. And to this point in his career, he has not done it. I mean, shit, he's a 22 and 23 quarterback. I know quarterback win records are stupid. They are. They matter. They, they do they, matter. They, unfortunately, they matter. But they're stupid. Your your quarterback's 500. The quarterbacks that win in this football league 
I mean, quite frankly, seems like whenever, every time the uh, Chiefs are playing well, Eric Bieniemy's standing there doing absolutely nothing. And whenever that offense looks like shit, Bieniemy's over there pissed. Because I think it was the one time he actually does something. Mahomes still finds a way to do something with it. I mean, even if it is a side where he's over or underhand shovel. Yeah, that was nuts. That was absolutely freaking Fucking stupid. Nuts. But. Well, then I look at Ryan Tannehill. Was he dog shit in Miami because he's a dog shit quarterback? Or did he get suddenly. Did he just decide one day in Tennessee? I don't understand what. Or how that change happened in Tennessee. I'll, I'll be 100% honest. Hmm, maybe. I, I can make the argument that it's severely coaching. You have nothing in Miami. What was Tua before Mike McDaniels? Gone. Hurt. Gone. Yeah, just like Justin Herbert. The same quarterback he's getting compared to. He was a worse quarterback. Hell, he was below 500. And now mm-hmm. Tua's in. Tua's never been below 500. Last year they didn't. What was their record last year? Uh, ten and six. They just missed the playoffs. Say, like Tua's had a winning record most of his professional career, aside from very early. Granted, in your defense, there, some of those wins also come with Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in as an emergency reliever. But no, two is two is one. I mean, I think he's twenty three and ten now. You're right. Nope, you're right. I'll concede twenty three and eleven. But before Mike McDaniel's got there, to they need a different quarterback. Two A in it. After the last couple of weeks, I'm leaning back towards that. I can't because of coaching. I I can because, and I don't know if two is currently beat up. If that's the difference, oh, I, I don't know if his brain's still mush or not. Well, that, yeah. That's a different conversation. Say, but the last the last two weeks, that Dolphins team needs to go because that quarterback has looked god awful. I'll give him a pass for week thirteen. That's fine. I'll give him a pass. Playing, for week playing 13. the Niners defense, that's fine. That that same Niners defense that Mahomes shredded. It is that Mahomes has their fucking number of yeah. Just but like Burrow has the number the, of the Chiefs, Chiefs and the Browns up had, until had the number of... It, it, yeah. Th- there's a parody there, and it doesn't make sense, but... Yeah, no, there's... And yet, granted, I don't really think that Flores was that bad of a head coach. I didn't and either until I'm starting to see everything else. Everywhere I'm, since that I don't Flores... think he was a bad coach. I don't, I don't know that he was a great human. Oh, I yeah, I've already given up on him as a human being. Um, he's in Pittsburgh now, and Mike Tomlin's looking at his first losing record. I don't know what he's doing in Pittsburgh, but obviously it ain't working. I don't know that you can blame that on a coach that got brought in as a basically a quality control guy. Um, diseases that, seep in everywhere. Yeah, I I guess. And you got a quarterback from the Browns or from the from the Bears, so Ugh. yeah. Ugh. 
I don't know. But let us know where you guys stand on the Herbert to a discussion. Say, I reach out. If to I us. had to pick one, yeah, I'm probably picking Herbert based on sheer ability. I got one. I guess I got one more question to ask. But, say Sean Payton comes in. Say he tur- he comes out. Yeah, that team's probably that team is what I thought they were going to be this year. So you change the coach, you change the outcome. Potentially. I mean, again, obviously I mean, there's only one way for for yeah. this debate to be settled is obviously either they get a different quarterback and start winning the whole hall of a lot more games, or they get a different coach, which you desperately have to. Brandon Staley's a fucking moron. I can handle an AFC West coaching staff obviously outside of Kansas City and their first short time Kansas City was also included needs to be replaced. Oh, it's so bad. Nathaniel Hackett got awful head coach. Hell, I think uh Santa Clara um D'Amico Ryan's heads down there. I I hope all three of them retain their head coaches. I know you do. And but, I hope that I retain D'Amico Ryan's but we can hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster, just like our grandparents told us to. Yeah. 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 Un- unfortunately for me, just because I like to watch you squirm, just like you like to watch me squirm, all three coaches aren't going to lose their jobs in the AFC West. One of them will. Two of them are going to stay. And next year, we're going to have to sit through some more bullshit. I, and you know what? It'll probably be Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, McDaniel's Jake, or McDaniel's that keep their jobs. I hope. Yeah, if the Chargers squeeze into the playoffs, though, which I don't think they do. I really don't. I mean, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I expect the Titans to beat them this weekend. I I, I take the Titans sheerly on coaching, sheerly on coaching. I, I take it on the fact that they just got absolutely kicked in the nuts back Yeah, Mike weeks. Vrabel's going to take everything Chargers-related and put it into a, a, like a fucking sleeping bag and start beating people with it. Yeah. He, he's going to be the guy in prison that takes a pillowcase and bars of soap and just starts wait. Don't get in front of Mike Vrabel this week. That's all there is to it. I'm terrified for the Titans. Um, I'm terrified for L.A. hospitals. Derrick Henry's going to put his shoulder down. Nobody cares about people in L.A. hospitals. Yeah. What is this, Grey's Anatomy? Jesus. You're right. They can all crumble. Fuck L.A. God, I hate that place. Why? It was so much more fun to make fun of the Chargers when they were in San Diego. All right, Monday Night Football. Kyler turns his ACL on third play of the game. So hard to watch. I, we make a lot of jabs at Kyler. Um, one good thing came out of that. Um, the guy I was playing in fantasy had Kyler starting, and I needed him to lose uh, so that I could secure the number one overall seed and uh, get that first round by. What a piece of shit. It sounds like somebody lost. Somebody did lose. To my wife? To your wife. Who now has the two seed in a first round bye. And now I have to play my own father in the first round of the playoffs. 
It's family affairs because if my dad wins this week, I have to play him in <laughs> the semifinals. Um, um, New England wins that one 27-13. Nobody cares. Mac Jones can sure shit call plays. Kind of. I mean, he can call a lot better pass pass play than the screen play that is that his defensive coordinator, offensive line, special teams, special teams, uh, hack job. Damn, I'll give him that. Um, your game has a happier note to it, so we'll we'll, we'll finish with yours. Okay. Um, Kansas City comes out, puts up twenty seven unanswered. Willie Gay with a tip drill to himself. And then unleashes an unholy beatdown that he usually reserves only for vacuum cleaners. <coughs> I forgot about that. <coughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That was good. Um, and puts Russell Wilson in the ground not as hard as was done later in the game. But uh, Chiefs go up 27 nothing, and then give up 21 unanswered. To the Broncos. Russell Wilson had, well, had four touchdown passes, three of which went to his team. Which now puts him on 11 touchdown passes. Although the injury makes it interesting. Because he still might not hit, depending on how long he's out with a concussion. I don't care what anybody says. That man was growing another head off the side of his forehead. No. That man was growing another man off the side of his forehead. I've never seen a goose egg so small, but so big. Oh my god. I've never seen a goose egg like that from a hit. Not with a helmet on. That was nuts. It looked like his right eye was trying to come out the top of his head. That was crazy. Hope he's okay, obviously. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> um, because that was, that was bad looking. Oh, it was de- it was scary when you seen his. They zoomed in on his face live. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. eyes were rolling into the back of his head, and his tongue was like flailing about. Um, obviously, I'm chuckling now because scary situations make me uneasy. Um, that was bad. That was a rough hit. Yeah, I mean, he was being a competitor. He was going trying to win. Hey, there the game. wasn't anything dirty about it. There wasn't anything. You know, obtuse, nothing like that, and just went down, rode the train, and lost. Um, that was that was rough to watch. Kind of looked like a train hit him in the forehead. It looked like a train was exiting his forehead. You ever seen the movie Jesus? You ever seen the movie Wanted? Yes. (laughs) Morgan Freeman, right there at the end. (laughs) Oh God, somebody. Save me from hell. <sighs> no. Um, so, moral of the stories, Kansas City, when you have your opponent dead, can we not just absolutely lay down? That would be nice. Because... So when you shoot them, don't bandage up their wounds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't. No, no. They didn't even just do that. They stood them back up, put the gun in their hand, aimed it, and then stepped in front of it. That was awful. Kansas City, if you feel felt good about that win, I'm here to tell you not to. Oh, boy, Nick Wright's going to be pissed off at you. Well, Nick Wright can shove off because I'm 
so tired of the Homer Chiefs talk. It's so fucking annoying. The Chiefs have two really great things. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Everything else... They got three. They have four if you include Tooney and Creed Humphrey. I was going to bring up Creed. <laughs> when you said three, I knew it had to be one of the two. Um, Trey Smith is aight. He's good. Their tackles are shit. Their defensive... Oh, I guess we'll include Chris Jones in that list too. So they have five good things. Frank Clark, piece of shit. Uh, yeah, you don't have... I'm No I, argument no, here. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't looking for an argument from you there. Um, no, I think I started that train... That's George, not even a bandwagon. That's that's a George Karloftis does lead the league in batted passes. I think he has two sacks. Don't give me that look. I think the guy that's second is my rookie defensive end because <laughs> he had another de- batted pass in my game, but no sacks. Um, the linebackers are good. We'll see how good they can be. They're good. Defensive backs are not great. and John, We're not going to do this with my team right no, now. No, no. Okay, good. Just, Justin Reed is starting to piss me off. Because, yeah, he's he, he seems to be good in coverage. He just never seems to be in coverage. As in, like, nobody throws the ball his direction. So, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. There's weird stats that come out about the Chiefs that you look at and you go... I think as soon as you're a fan and you start getting onto those fan-run pages, you see all the stats, good or bad, that just don't make sense, but they make you go, hmm. It's it's one of those, like, he he gave only gave up one reception. I never even saw him on the field. <laughs> what? I, I, I had the same one with Jimmy Ward. Uh, Jimmy Ward gave up uh, like 11 receptions for 58 yards or something in coverage this weekend against the, like they were targeting Jimmy Ward. I was like, when was Jimmy Ward? He made the, he had the the one fumble at the end of the game. I don't remember seeing number one on the field and when he was, it was on a run play and he was lighting Leonard Fournette up along with Dre Greenlaw who decided to go God mode this week. But when was he on the field for yeah. 30 pass attempts? Yeah. I, Justin, <laughs> Justin Reed's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, didn't give up any catches, you know, no yards, all this and that. It's like, did he did he make a play? Did he play? Because <laughs> no, I, I, I remember it. Juan Thornhill getting a sack, but it's about all I saw out of my defensive backs. They funny gave up three passing touchdowns to fucking Russell Wilson. The funny thing about that Juan Thornhill sack. And a fourth sack, to Brett Ripien. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about that Juan Thornhill sack was it was uh, what, Charles Davis mm-hmm. calling the game. He was saying something about how good the Chiefs get after the quarterback. And you and I both looked at each other and said, what is he talking about? Next play, because you made the comment. I think our leading sacker is a, <laughs> a defensive back. Next play, Juan Thornhill, cornerback blitz, sack. Safety blitz. 
Safety blitz. My, my and his apology. first sack of his career. I just... <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Not for the reason I hate the next team we talk about, but I hate them. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know, you know, Chiefs are going to win it all. The, the Chiefs looked like dog shit. The Chiefs you had could a- possibly lose like all the AFC che- or uh, playoff teams are going to put up a fight. But here's the crazy thing, the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, they're beating I think may- maybe not the Eagles, but they're beating every team in the NFC. I think if they make this if they make the Super Bowl, honestly, you're going to lean towards the Chiefs because of experience. The last three times we've played, you've had my number. Oh yeah, I. Unless the Niners were to do something crazy, like the Rams, and just pull one out of their ass. A little late in the season, but. But. No, and I, 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 I really see the Chiefs as. Only the, obviously, if when they lose, they beat themselves, because they don't play defense. The games that they annihilate, their defense goes, wait, I know how to play. They didn't do that Sunday. They did for the first quarter. Granted, (laughs) it was the Broncos. They shouldn't have had to play that well. Because Russell Wilson fucking sucks. They then proceeded to give up three touchdown passes to the motherfucker. And a fourth one to Brett Rippian. Which can they can they stop calling him Brett Rippin? Do they not see the eye? Like that was I, driving me nuts. I don't I don't I don't know. Like I how somebody's screaming Tolano Hufunga correctly, but we can't pronounce Brett Rippian is beyond me. Yeah, and they got Hufunga before I did. And it's beyond me. I'm amazed I said Hufunga correctly that time. Hey, no, that's like the third time you've said it correctly this season. Man, I'm getting there. I'm telling you, by the time he retires, I will fuck it up again. <laughs> by the end of this episode. Good chance. But, I don't know. it. The, the, the Chiefs... <coughs> Excuse me. They, they are notorious for taking their foot off the gas. It's an Andy Reid staple. Kind of like a cheeseburger and a milkshake. I was literally going to say the same thing. (laughs) I I was going to say it is the cheeseburger of Andy Reid's play calling. But, Jesus. Well, that's how you know there's a problem. I wonder if we spend too much time around each other. Um, Hey, like, you know what we like just Like Justin did. Herbert watching the playoffs. We're here every day, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what we just did? <laughs> Something that... Surprisingly, also... Ha- we were able to actually keep our composure. It was a semi-heated debate. No personal t- attacks were made. Hey, Skip Bayless, if you're listening, that's how you show some respect... To your co-host. That's professionalism, bitch. No, I like it. No. Uh, Okay. That part wasn't so much. But Shannon, 
good on you for not coming across the table. If you guys haven't seen uh, what happened on Undisputed, I get it. A lot of people don't like Shannon Sharp because he's abrasive. A lot of people don't like uh, Skip Bayless. Well, there's a lot of reasons not to like Skip Bayless. Um, I mean, if you've ever seen his Instagram posts, whew. honestly, his face isn't enough for me. When he had that whole like crying thing, that 30 second video of him <laughs> after a Cowboys loss, and it's like, is Jerry behind you? It's okay. Show us on the bear where he touched you. I'm so looking forward to the Cowboys losing in the playoffs. It's going to be such a good undisputed episode. God, I'm so looking and, and then the uh, Stephen A. cigar and Cowboy hat afterwards. Even though he's got them higher than... Yeah, he has them uh, ranked pretty high for... The the Chiefs went down for winning by two scores against the... Broncos. Lowly Broncos, but the worst Texans, that's a good win for the Cowgirls. Yeah, I don't know. But, no. um, Man, the way the season started... The way we hit about quarter of the way through the season, just kind of reminiscing here where we had our first uh, top 10 le- rankings. Obviously, I updated mine. You need to update yours here um, before too long, before the end of the season. Yeah, I'll do it at the <laughs> Super Bowl. It's fine. <laughs> um, to now, who would have – the AFC seems to be scrambling, and the NFC seems to be getting stronger – And the Eagles are looking better and better. Which is weird because the AFC still has all the quarterbacks. I don't understand. But, Um, you know, fortunately, leading into the next game, because I don't want to talk about the Chiefs anymore. I'm just over them at the moment. Um, Leading into the next game, how amazing is it that one person, one human life, got to experience... All the majesticness of both the catch and Brock Purdy's first start as a 49er. Both in California at the 49er Stadium. In person. Tom Brady has had such a charmed life getting to see those two things. Like, there's no two things in his life that could have been better than than the catch being there live. And being there live for Brock Purdy's first start. God, such a such a nice life. It's he, an inspiring story. It really I mean, is. I mean, if if he ever did anything successful in his life, it would show up to those two. If things. he could have only been a late draft pick to become one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, like we're it, gonna... it could be the only better story. Yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> now he's got to live with. Well, at least I got to watch Brock Purdy. Um, it's been overblown, I feel like. I, I mean, I got caught up in it on Sunday. I really did. Um, I'd like to see... You You waited till Sunday? Because I remember a couple of... Uh, oh, yeah. A couple of instances <laughs> last week where we were... He, he was very quickly gaining the moniker Big Cock Brock. Okay, so I didn't put this in my uh, Fantastic Foreplay. I wanted to, um, but I, I left it out. That Brock Purdy run for a touchdown after he got into the end zone and he's celebrating with everybody. If you watch the video, 
George Kittle comes running up, hobbling, bow-legged, with his right arm dangling between his knees. Would you please stop trying to fry the electronics? It's all insured. No, Is not. it? No. <laughs> he come hobbling up. He he big cock brocked it all the way across the end zone, and it got caught on camera. When the NFL finally gets a hold of that, they're going to fine him. Gobs of money. <clears throat> and then he tweeted out, B, chicken B, after the game. Of course he did. The guy's a fucking goober. I love him to death. No, um... I mean, the 49ers looked really good. Uh, obviously, the Buccaneers aren't the same Buccaneers that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, nope, they're still in first place in that division, though. <laughs> what is the parody of the NFL? It's all right. Because the Carolina Panthers control their own destiny with that division. Nothing you said makes sense because the Atlanta Falcons have been the best team in that division. It's weird that the Saints are the teams that the team <laughs> that just doesn't get mentioned anymore. No, I said they have a great defense. And they do. Yeah. Just not good enough to hold up the offense. It's that that division is so bad. It's incredible. But uh, no. Brock Purdy came out um, first, very first play of the game, gets freaking smoked and dropped. And I mean, from there, he just kind of he found the open guy. He he did what Baker Mayfield did. Who's open? Didn't overthink it. He was very quick through his progressions. He looked good. I've also seen Nick Mullins throw for three touchdowns, have a one fifty one passer rating. And blow out his first, the team in his first start by 30 points. Nick Mullins isn't, no, Nick Mullins is on the Vikings roster now as a backup. He's been on three other teams since. Uh, Trying to temper some expectations, at least for myself. Um, But honestly, what you've seen was exciting. Uh, a quarterback in the 49ers offense that's mobile, made quick decisions, found the open guy, and didn't panic under pressure. Uh, he stood in and took some shots. And didn't have scheduled run plays right up the middle. That Very true. He did not. Um, I mean, I, I can't say enough. The defense also lights out. They didn't have any sacks, which was kind of insane. I think you and I both kind of came into that game thinking Nick Bosa was going to at least have 20, 25 sacks. And he should have had one, but they called it an incomplete pass. Which, I mean, saying you're going to sack Brady multiple times, let alone a lot of times, is a hard task because Brady's got one of the quickest releases in football. He's very good at getting rid of that thing. And every defensive player knows that, hey, you can't touch him. Right. So, there's that. Mind you, if he ever got hit the way Purdy did, it would be a 45-point penalty, um, <laughs> and and the offense gets the ball back. 
<laughs> at the goal line. This is true. Brock got the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. He's actually, was... uh, they're questioning whether or not he plays on Thursday. He uh, suffered an oblique injury on the second drive of the game. Um, he's able to run. He hasn't thrown, so that's a little concerning. He's been working in the pool. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey looked good. The defense looked great. Obviously, the defense is going to look great. Dre Greenlaw had a huge day. I think he had 17 solo tackles, um, an interception <clears throat> that he he went upstairs to get it. I, I didn't know he had a vertical that high. I really <laughs> didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, honestly, Hufunga didn't get to do much, but, I mean, he was always around the ball. He's um, always, always around the ball. I hate that guy. That the, the team played like a unit, like an actual unit, for the first time this season and had four touchdowns in the first half. Interesting stat, Brock Purdy had three pass attempts <clears throat> in the second half. He was two for three for zero yards. Well, that's a that's a big cock stat for you. <laughs> His first half stats was 14 of 18, 185, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So he Kyle Shanahan was like, look. You got us up this far. Let the defense work. Yeah. Hand the ball to Debo. Hand the ball to Christian. Debo went down. <clears throat> forgot about. I can't believe we forgot that injury at the beginning. Well, of the I, show. I think the relief that has been the fact that that's only going to be a couple of week injury. Yes. Um, kind of pulled that one off to the side. How that's only an ankle. Is beyond me. Ankle sprain and MCL sprain, not even a high ankle sprain. Yeah, like, I, like how it's how it is that minor is it? Now, and I did want to talk about that because Jerry Rice tweeted out, "This is why," <clears throat> or Kyle Shanahan is directly responsible for Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo's, and Debo Samuel's leg injuries. Trey Lance, yes, you ran your quarterback straight up the middle. Yep, Jimmy Garoppolo was a pass play, and he ran it himself. Debo Samuel <clears throat> got paid as a wideback, has incentives to be a wideback. It's not that he didn't want to be used as a running back. He wanted to be paid for getting used as a running back. And he actually hit an incentive on his, uh-huh. he got his third rushing touchdown, $150,000. He is okay with that offensive scheme. He knows his role. By no means, and if you look at it, he bounced back out to the outside and got rolled up on. Yeah, no, that's just that, that, that was a freak injury. That wasn't running Debo up the middle. What if that was Christian McCaffrey? Are we saying the same thing? Oh, you shouldn't be running your running backs up the middle. I I I thought the same thing. That and that was ridiculous. I, I love Jerry. <laughs> Obviously, 49ers fan, you have to love Jerry. But that was one of the worst takes, especially from a football player. Jerry, you you know just as well as I do, Austin. If Jerry Rice is in that offense, they're like, hey, 
We kind of want you to take a couple ended rounds and maybe even sneak one up the middle from time to time. Jerry Rice is the first person to go, give me the fucking rock. Okay. I'll make the play. Mm-hmm. He, th- so, I found that completely absurd. To so even make that, To make that claim. I, I didn't like it. I can't say, look, if you don't know what you're talking about, Jerry knows what he's talking about. I just, I don't know how you look at that offense and how it's run, been run for the last five years and say, you can't run your offensive weapon up the middle. Kyle Shanahan has a positionless offense. He has one wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Is Christian McCaffrey a wide receiver or running back? Debo Samuel, a wide receiver or running back? Is George Kittle a tight end or, or a wide receiver or offensive lineman? Is fullback or fullback or or is Kyle Juszczyk a fullback, tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback? Um, oh, is Debo quarterback? Is Christian McCaffrey? He's he's revolutionized the positionless players. You have honestly, actually, two wide receivers. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have third and one. Damn it. <clears throat> Third and Jawan. Yeah. So, like, you've got positionless players all over the field. Um, it was a it was a good win. A lot of injuries. Um, Kerry Hyder, I believe Sheldon Day. No, not Sheldon Day. Sheldon Day's not on the roster anymore. The guy that's wearing Sheldon Day's number... Dude, they go through defensive linemen like I go through sandwiches too many in a day. Um, and they're always good. Not your sandwiches. No, they're they're typically pretty good, well, too. Well, okay. I, I won't. I, I, that wasn't a dig at your sandwich-making <laughs> ability. But, no, they, they lost two or three defensive linemen. Obviously, Debo went down. Brock Purdy's hurt. They suffered quite a few injuries during that game. Um but it's nothing they haven't done before. It seems like they're one of the most hurt teams in the NFL every year. And as long as they have a quarterback that's not turning the ball over, they're in the playoffs or more than likely in the NFC Championship game. So I just have to wait this one out. I did have a question I wanted to pose you okay. about Brock Purdy. I don't see this happening. Nor I don't know how I would feel with it happening. I'd be so conflicted. Let's say Brock Purdy runs the table. And I'm not talking regular season. I'm talking runs the table dominantly. Week this week 14 was the tip of the iceberg. He gets better. What do you do with Trey? I asked you that last week. What what happens what happens when you get to next season and and your your first round pick's the only one that hasn't played in the Super Bowl. See, and when you asked me that, I actually I kind of took that as a as Brock being a game manager, but I've been listening to a lot of trying to listen to a lot of outside sources to see if there's anything to the hype. Michael Irvin, who's a known honestly Niners hater because of the rivalry that they've had but he's also very he was saying it felt different with Brock it didn't feel 
that offense did feel different. As somebody that's not a Niners fan, that offense felt different. Okay, so it His, wasn't it wasn't just me no. sitting there. it because that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of I was getting wrapped up into the eye candy, which there was a lot of it, but at the same time from and I'm always afraid of being too too close to the subject. You know, I Yeah, I mean we both try to we both try to pull back before we come come to the microphone. Right. Because <clears throat> But I, I guess it. my question is, do I have a reason to be excited? And you know me, I, I, I pray it's Trey, but at the same time, who knows, Trey might, might be just an above-average quarterback, wins a Super Bowl, but if Brock goes somewhere else and lights it up, obviously he won't be brought in as a starter, but he, he'll get another shot. <clears throat> just it, all, all the backup Niners quarterbacks do. C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, mm-hmm. the only one that ha- – well, I mean, even Brian Hoyer got another shot. I- so what I saw, granted, and, and it's the, such stat- a, the stats weren't – They didn't pop uh, off the page. Otherworldly, but it's what he did with the stats. He, he played extremely good football, the likes of which the Niners haven't seen in several years. I mean, Jimmy's never, Jimmy's never made that offense look the way Brock did. Because I feel like Brock's willingness to throw the ball quickly and to move on his own is something Jimmy never had. Jimmy, right. Jimmy always wants to throw to an open guy. Brock seemed like he was just willing to throw the guy open. We'll see if that's the case. The right. case. I mean, Tariq Woolen Thursday night's going to be a huge test. Yeah, <clears throat> especially when you're down Debo. Right. So, uh, so it's going to be an interesting to see what happens with him. But no, I, I mean, like I said, I posed it. I posed the question to you last week, I, and I forgot and, you did. But uh, I was also kind of, kind of thinking that question more as yeah, a you were you're taking it as the team took the t- the team took him to the super bowl as not, opposed to him taking the team to the super yeah, bowl if he take man it's so hard you've got three first round picks wrapped up in tray and if your team's coming off of a super bowl and you're able to extend your guys and it doesn't matter i mean and the quarterback you're paying is a seventh round pick, not a first round pick. I feel you have to move. I I don't want that to be the case. I want Trey to be the guy. I really do. I love what Trey's ceiling is. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at this as Brock Purdy's floor, uh, Mac Jones's floor wasn't this high. And that's the guy they all said Kyle wanted. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be a conundrum and like I said It's gonna be a headache. It, it could for me. it could all it could all come tumbling down on Thursday. It could. It, it's bad for me to say I kinda hope it does, because I mean that would mean my seasons 
I'm looking at the playoffs, but I'm looking at a first round exit, maybe second round exit, depending yeah. on what the first round is. But but if it if doesn't and it keeps ascending, it's not a good b- problem and it's not a bad problem. It's a it's just a problem. problem. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I get it. Like I I don't know what you do in that situation. I mean, because this is this isn't. Trey coming in for Jimmy. That to me that was so cut clear and dry. You need somebody with more ability. Brock showed that little bit more ability. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot. He didn't need a lot to win that Super Bowl. Nope. So, I don't know. It it's it's going to be it's either going to be really bad, really really bad. Or you have your franchise quarterback. I, I, I don't know. Like, like those, those are the ways I see it. It, it. This is so... I feel like I should be excited and I'm scared. I can't say I blame you. Um, I think that just about covers football from week 14. Yep. Um, week 15 shall be upon us soon. Um... Let's see here. Is there anything we need to hit before your foreplay? Um, want to talk about Saturday night a little bit? Yeah, we could talk a little bit of Saturday night. Okay. Um, I don't know how much of how how many of you guys or how much you guys watch UFC. Me and Ryan have found that we have a second addiction. Um, it's not that we found. We both knew that it was there. We didn't realize how bad it was yeah um so we sat around and watched ufc 282 the entire thing (laughs) all of it uh (laughs) the pre preliminary fights the the, the early prelims the prelims and the main card we 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 were there for well we missed the first fight because we were at walmart getting stuff for dinner which we We were making the next night Um, those steaks they were out thawing for like 13 hours and they were frozen solid no idea Why? they turned out really good though yeah they but... turned out real good the next night um but man watched um some young loudmouth get put in their place watched a really young loudmouth absolutely earn his win uh, coming in i hoped he would lo- would have lost cause i just Sometimes that overly cocky, and I I know in fighting, they're all like that. Kid's a senior in high school, talking like a world beater. It's like he's going to get his face caved in. Nope. (laughs) Two minutes later, he's got an old boy in a rare naked choke, and it's over. He he fought well. Um, I mean... For a high school kid to do what he did, man, I I just <laughs> kudos to oh, what was his first name? His last name's Ramos. Uh, I, I can't remember. I can't think of his damn first name now. But kudos to him. That was that was fantastic to watch. I really enjoyed Paul. Paul Roses Jr. 
Um, that one was fun to watch. Uh, I know me and you both really enjoyed uh, the fight between um, Darren Till and Darius Duplessis. That was a very that was a good fight. Great fight. So good. So back and forth. Fun to watch. I like there. There were times in the fight when you thought Duplessis had him done, had Till finished. There was a few moments in there where you're like, "Oh shit, Till's about to kill him." Ah, it was just so good. And then ah, Patty the Batty. Still pretty sure he lost that fight. I, I am too, but then you come out and you listen to Dana White's comments where he said it was obvious that Patty won, and I, you and I just don't see it. Maybe it's the newer regular watcher in me. You know, the way I, I see it, Gordon won round one and two. I did. <laughs> Same. So, yeah, he lost round three, but... Unanimous twenty nine twenty eight for Patty to win. Uh, he just took him to the fence. I I didn't see that as Pat. I don't know. I didn't see that fight. It wasn't I, a bad fight. No, but I didn't see it scored the way that it was no, scored. No, I didn't either. Um, and then the main card, the Uncle Ed oh fight. God, talk about. I feel. I feel bad for both of those guys. Honestly, I almost feel bad for Dana. Oh, he was hot. Um, did you hear any of his post-fight pressers? Yeah. I mean, he called the judges out. He called the judges out, but he kind of called the fighters out. He did. He's like, that was I mean, a that, boring fight. He goes, I, I was falling asleep after the third. You know? And don't be wrong. I, we both thought Ankalev had that fight won. Yes. He absolutely dominated the last two rounds. And those are championship rounds, baby. Those are the ones you got to dominate. Round three was a draw. Yeah. The first two rounds went to... Uh, went to uh, Blankowitz. Blanch. Bl- bl- Blanch. Bl- Jan. Yeah. <laughs> Jan Blankanovich. Sure. But... I'm done. That's fine. But... No, I mean, we both thought that was Ankala's fight, and then they announced draw, and I was just like, what? And they, Dana White's walking out under <laughs> the octagon with the belt. He's expecting Ankala's fist to go up. He was pissed. Yeah. So, after the roll, after the rollover of the new year, we get another light heavyweight fight, I think January 7th. Um, Yay. Uh, and of course we get UFC Vegas 66 this weekend, which there's some interesting names that are going to be a part of that one. Um, is that on Saturday? It is. Obviously. Cause I will be busy all day Saturday. That sucks for you. Um, I'll still be watching it. I got a couple of Christmas parties. I'm actually excited. They're going to be fun. You have At fun with that. One of them is. You have fun with that. Um, but I, th- I think we'll, we'll we'll stop talking about UFC. We're not nearly as expertised in that. No, fun to like, watch. Maybe. Granted, granted, we're not really expertised in the football either. But let's roll into the premier event of the Tuesday show. Ryan's 
fantastic foreplay. All right, we've got four great ones coming in for you today. Um, I'm actually going to start off on a little bit of a, not quite a somber note, um, just a great heads-up play, um, great teammate. Uh, Nelson Aguilar stopping the game to get Devontae Parker. Yeah. Yep. Devontae Parker off the field. Devontae Parker took a huge hit last night, stumbling around. I'm pretty sure the guy thought he was back in Miami. And Nelson Aguilar, I mean, he wouldn't get set. Jumping around, jumping jacks, yelling at the refs. Stop the clock. We got to get this guy off the field. Um, good on you. Keeping... That's like your brother's keeper right there. That That's keeping somebody safe. Because we all know Mac Jones. Devontae's sitting out there, screw it, I gotta run a route. He runs something, he's sitting wide open, say it's a curl, and gets smoked. He's laying out on the turf looking like Russell Wilson. To, uh, I mean, any one of the monster hits that you've had this season. Um, good on Nelson Aguilar. Getting Devontae off the field. Um, like that's, I, I like seeing plays like that. Um, big heads up and uh, a hand out to Nelson Aguilar. Um, second one, Patrick Mahomes. I believe this is his debut on uh, the foreplay. So I don't think it has to be explained too terribly much. How about a guy running out of bounds, right? defensive back like screw it i just got to make sure to touch him as soon as he steps over the line don't push just touch him on the shoulder real quick why is the ball going over my head and why is nobody in front of Jarek mckinnon patrick mahomes it wasn't a shovel pass it wasn't a toss it was a hot potato it was, it was the ball you pretend you weren't trying to throw when you hit your brother in the face with the ball when you're just standing there next to him. And you're just like, ha, gotcha. Jarek McKinnon didn't know it was coming. The Texans didn't know it was coming. And it ended up in six. I'm not sure Patrick Mahomes knew it was coming. <laughs> it, when you're playing Madden and you accidentally hit either L1 or left bumper trying to celebrate going into the... That's what that was, okay? That <laughs> might as well have been a forward lateral, except he was behind the line of scrimmage, so it was legal. Pat Mahomes is... Sorry. Patrick Mahomes and his ability to ad-lib. Typically, your ad-libbing is beginning or middle of the play, starting to break down. That play's broken. That play's over. There's 21 players on the field that have given up on that play. And he said, screw it. Let's see how good your tip drills are. That uh, Jarek McKinnon to be able to think. Because I don't know about you, Austin. If I'm Jarek McKinnon, I'm standing there watching him go out of bounds. That ball hits me in the forehead. If I happen to catch it, I stand there and look at it for a second. Okay? And that split second that the Broncos, one of their linebackers, decides, I'm going to just 
rock his world real quick to make sure that the play's actually dead, because we're not sure what happened, I would have died. I'd be in three pieces on the field. That's good football. A lot of people don't like it. Skip Bayless looking at you. Um, he's got terrible footwork. He gets away with everything. No, no. You're just upset that he's a chief and not a cowboy and that he's better than Dak Prescott. Go to hell. Um, as you might be able to see, we might have a, a, a vendetta against a certain um, radio and TV star uh, in the sports broadcasting world. But Patrick Mahomes' throw, absolutely beautiful. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It's not as good as him essentially laying completely horizontal and hitting his wide receivers in the face, running back in the face in the Super Bowl. Those are the greatest throws I've ever seen. I know they weren't completed. doesn't matter. The fact that they were made is enough for me. That settled the argument in my eyes. That play on Sunday was a treat. That it was fun. It was. It's it's just one of those plays where every quarterback in the NFL should be able to make that play. Right. Because there was nothing special about it. There was no special arm talent. No no arm placement. Nothing like that. Like you can't even call it a thousand IQ play because it it felt so reactionary. Like why am I going out of bounds? I have a wide open. It's just one of those plays that only Mahomes makes, and it's it. Like I said, it's it's. There was nothing spectacular about it except for the play as a whole. Yeah, the fact that it was a third down, I believe, too. It was like third and four, mm-hmm. and just yeah. to, to toss it uh, as soon as McKinnon had it. If he fell out of bounds, it's a first down. Drive continues. Yeah, he turned it into six. But he couldn't throw the ball to McKinnon when he was wide open to get a first down and continue the drive to win the last week's game. Fucking hate them. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. We gotta start videotaping this. You know how many memes we could have just on facial expressions alone? This episode would provide a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've had some good ones. Um, my next one. We got Dan Campbell. Coach. Detroit Lions. I hinted at it earlier. I actually came into the episode with only three because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for my fourth. Um, This was it. I decided then I was going to use this because I find this story to be hilarious. It's another one of those things that really brings football down to the personal level. The end of that Lions game, Dan Campbell's on the sideline. Uh, His offensive coordinators re- er, calling into him hey what do you think we should do and he doesn't hear the second half he said yeah, yeah yeah screw it go for it he's watching the lions fans in the stand do the wave and he hears yelling again into his headset and he looks out and they sewell is running an out route and from motion <laughs> He got lined up on the left side of the field, motioned across into a flat route. Go ahead. And Jared Goff puts it on the big man, 
and the big man does what big men do. They take about three steps. He's like a yard short of the first down, wide open. If he stays on his feet, he's running for 15, 20 more yards. Actually, he's he's quite the athlete, probably 30 to 40 more yards. So what's he do? He lays out and gets the first down. Coach's words coming out of his mouth. What the fuck? I couldn't tell if in that interview he was being facetious or if he was actually watching the crowd do the wave. Because honestly, with that guy, I could see it going either way. Well, that's just it. I, I kind of th- I've watched the interview three or four times. It was an interview with the Pat McAfee show. Um, definitely. As soon as we get some of these links and some uh, legalities and stuff figured out, we'll be posting um, our our the Fantastic Four play. I'll be trying to get those posted. Um, but we got a few things that we're still trying to get lined out before we can do so. But the more I watched it, the more I'm starting to believe that Dan Campbell, since he come in as head coach, has been very straightforward. He's also got no reason to lie about anything like that. He's coming out onto the Pat McAfee show. Screw it. I mean, nobody believed in the Lions anyway. They all think he's a hack, which obviously his first year, I did too. And he's made a believer out of me. I I don't have any reason to not believe it. Dan Campbell's a dude. That's what he is. I'm pretty sure that guy's got worse ADHD than I do. (laughs) I loved it. It, I hope that story's true. Regardless, the balls to allow a play call to your left tackle on a flat route on third down to seal the game. With Jared Goff as your quarterback. Love it. That was awesome. And then my fourth and final four play is actually uh, the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. couple things from the Niners game. So as a Niners fan that's never been to a home 49ers game uh, growing up here in Kansas, uh, Tom Brady, obviously when he was a kid, he got to go. Uh, he witnessed the catch um, before the game. Uh, He was caught taking pictures uh, of the stadium itself, um, just either trying to find plays written on the wall or, um, look, Bill Belichick had him do that. You can't convince me otherwise. Um, Or just taking it all in. Obviously, that was a team he grew up rooting for um, right before the game kicked off and the Bucks took the field. Hall of Famer Brian Young was standing on the sidelines and Tom Brady's face lit up. I, I swear to God, he looked like a five-year-old kid. He was grinning from ear to ear and he got away from the Bucks handler that's there to keep them all in line, run over and shook Brian Young's hand. So seeing that made really put a human connection that He's still just a guy. And, and the thing that I thought was the biggest um, 
obviously it was, for Tom it was probably a slap in the face to begin with but the respect so after the game um, obviously every single 49er player was out there trying to shake Tom's hand because they've never played Tom mm-hmm. at least not this roster maybe Trent Williams has um, I think he might be the only one on the roster too um Every one of them was lining up to shake Tom's hand, um, tell him how much, how big of a fan they are, that they watched him while they were growing up. And then uh, 49ers linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, who had the spectacular catch uh, on the interception there in the third quarter, uh, I believe it was the third quarter, had the ball. Uh, Tom Brady actually sought out Fred Warner um, to talk to Fred. Um, and Fred grabbed Dre and pulled him over and uh, Dre Greenlaw had Tom Brady sign the ball that he intercepted which Tom Brady came back and said afterwards man that was that kind of sucked for me and then jokingly uh, came back to said and, and said at the end of the day, I try and be as, as nice as possible. But yeah, the guy's a competitor on the field. He didn't break a, la- or a tablet this week. He just kind of let it fall out of his hand. I don't know if it's because he has respect for the 49ers organization, doesn't want to dent something on the ground with how hard he throws those tablets. Maybe if you put that kind of force behind a football, it'd get a little further down the field. Um, but... I thought that was really cool. Just seeing the mutual respect. Um, I mean, you you hear about it, but I was actually able... The 49ers pages I I follow on Instagram and even just like KNBR and and then they did a really good job with those post-game interviews. George Kittle, uh, Tom seeking out Brock Purdy to uh, congratulate him on his first career start and win. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of people don't like Tom Brady because he spent 20 years in New England dominating the NFL. I don't know how you can still stick to that as your status quo. When you see him now outside of football, he has a, you see his personality and who he is. Man, I feel like Tom Brady would be a fun one to go have a couple beers with. If you're into avocado beer, I guess. No. But, no. Anyhow, before he continues, um, we're going to go ahead and cut you off. Both. Well, I won't be making you any amaretto sours. Yes, you can shut up. You're right. <laughs> but, all right, guys. Well, I think we've uh, dillied a little too long here. Um, we've... We, we were moving along quite well there for a while, and then things... We just had to get into a fight, didn't we? Yeah, yeah this is your fault. I'm not letting you tell the kids that. That's fine. They live with me anyhow. Um, but we're going to get out of here. Could you guys believe that we're not actually related? We're not even friends. Um, this is like the weirdest shit in the world. I don't... Be kind to each other, love one another, and always remember, fuck fuck the the Cowboys. cowboys.